Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. You already know this. Some of you may not. That the great Hall of Fame basketball announcer, my dear, dear, dear friend, Mike Breen, also Bernard, God rest Bernie's soul, his best buddy, Mike Breen of the Knicks and ESPN basketball. This is his favorite song. For some reason, he loves Ian Anderson and Jethro Tull. And no one seems to know, Lou, why the name of this song is Aqua Lung. Do you have any idea why that's the case? Yeah, it's pretty easy. What is it? Well, because the name of the song is not Aqualung. Oh, what's the name of it then? A locomotive breath. Oh, that's right. Did they also sing a song Aqualung? That's right. It's from the record. That's, what was? It? Why was album. that song named that? It's a whole story on the back of the album. Oh, nobody cares about it then. That's right. Well, does anybody else except for Mike Breen love this song? I kind of like it. I do like it a lot. Do you? When I was in high school, yeah, this was band, a long time ago. They could tell me about it. They were in. They, they were, were huge. huge. Jethro Tull, yes. yes. Yeah. So Peter King continues to take it in the anus without any lube. Every week. Wait a second. Justin Ellick screws <laughs> that poor bastard every week. He's supposed to be 840 every Wednesday. He ends up at 740, ends up at 645. Now today, forget about pushing him back an hour. Now he's off. That's it. But first of all. That image is not going to be an easy one. No. Yeah, probably a bit early for that one. Poor, poor Beth Pinkle sitting here. She's like, what did I get myself into? Went to Yeshiva University, nice Jewish lady. But um, I'm sorry, Beth, but, I mean, but poor Peter. But here's the good news. If you love Peter King like I do, the reason why I did that was because I am going to talk to the lovely Beth Finkel here about a very important thing. And Peter King needs at least 10 to 15 minutes. He can't be a five-minute guest. No. So uh, we're giving them a prime time tomorrow at 8.10, which means your 8 o'clock hour tomorrow is Peter King and Bill O'Reilly. That's a home run. Right. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. That's uh, what well, I was about to say. Something what he got about to say. <laughs> yeah. That's a double. Uh, anyway, so Peter's going to join us at uh, 10 after 8 tomorrow because he's flexible and great. He never gets mad. No. I think he does get mad. Uh, I think he probably goes back and yells at Rosemary. I, Those I mean, bastards did I, it again. I tell him I'm here to take it. If you, you know, yeah. he wants to dish out a spanking. Probably uh, punches Melissa's him across the face well, once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't need to turn because go. <laughs> so Peter, yeah, so shoot him. Peter will be on tomorrow yeah. at 810. So Beth Finkel is the state director of AARP in New York. So later on today. John and uh, Margot, they do this every year. I, I say a lot of nice things about John and Margot. By the way, I also bitch and complain. Unlike a lot of the suck-ups at this place, all they do is suck-up. I also bitch and complain. So you can't call me a suck-up. But they're wonderful people. That's the bottom line. They are very, very good people. And they care about other people, most which people don't. 
They act like they do for the tax break, but they don't. John and Margo actually care. And I don't know what's a nicer compliment than that. So today we're going to do what we do every Thanksgiving, and that is go down to St. John's Church by Madison Square Garden. And because of their generosity, John and Margo, hand out hundreds, if not thousands, of free turkeys to people that wouldn't eat without that. I'm going to emcee the event today. I go every year. It's one of my proudest moments of the year. Because I do realize that hunger is a huge problem. So thank you, John and Margo, for recognizing that and doing what we're going to do later on today. And, Beth, I know you work so closely with the hunger issue in this country and around the world. So what they're doing today, John and Margo, and I guess in essence we are, is something that needs to be done, right? Absolutely. Well, good morning. How are you? Good morning, and how are you? I'm good. Have you enjoyed your stay so far here today? I sure have. (laughs) (laughs) Met a lot of very interesting and very friendly, friendly people. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. I know you're a husband. For for many years, my days with HBO Boxing with my friends, uh, God rest her soul, Tracy Bowden and Sandy Ortiz. I went to every Vegas fight, every big Mike Tyson fight, Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, Before he went to Showtime, we had um, Floyd Mayweather. And Shelly Pinkle is a legend in that sport. That's your husband. I didn't know that. For almost 50 years, yes. God bless you. (laughs) I like your husband very much. Um, And it's great to meet you, too. So tell me exactly what you do for AARP. Well, I'm the director for AARP New York, so we do a lot of public policy, a lot of advocacy, both at the federal, state, and local level. You and I were talking about Social Security and the importance of people understanding that they earned their Social Security and it absolutely needs to be there for them when they need it, when they retire. And that's what AARP is absolutely focused on. That's a big deal. A yes, lot of us is. are scared to death that, you know, by the time it comes, it's going to be gone. That hey, that Social Security will be um, empty and they won't be able to pay us. All these years of taking money out of my check. So the fact that you guys do that, Beth, is a big deal. I'll tell you a funny story. How old do you have to be to uh, become a member? Just 50. 50, okay. So I turned 50. My wife made me this beautiful birthday dinner. It was at uh, Sammy's Romanian, which is now out of business, but you know the place. Great place. And we had a wonderful time. And then she said to me, you know, now you can join AARP. She laughed. And I said, you know what? Because you just joked about that, F you, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. (laughs) And then I've come to realize six years later how stupid that is because you guys actually provide a lot of very important stuff. It's kind of the going joke, you know, that once you hit 50, you're AARP. But the truth is, you guys do a lot of really important work, including Social Security. But also, thank God, I don't need this. But you're out there every day trying to feed the hungry, aren't you? Well, it's interesting you say that because one of the issues that we work a lot on is SNAP, or as used to be known as food stamps. And actually, um, there are 200,000 older New Yorkers in New York State who are eligible to get SNAP, and they have not applied for it. So it would be great for us to get the word out and let them know because people should not have to struggle to put food on the table, and getting food stamps can make, or SNAP as it's called now, can make a huge difference. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. So do you think 
that these people haven't applied because they don't know about it, how to do it, or they're embarrassed? I think it's absolutely a combination. Yeah. You know, there's a stigma attached, you know, to people getting benefits. But they don't realize it's just what you and I said. You know, you paid your taxes, you worked all your life, and then for one reason or another, you're struggling. And you shouldn't have to struggle because that's what that safety net is there for. November is Family Caregivers Month. That's right. And I know that you guys um, have changed um, many family caregivers' lives in New York. Tell me specifically, Beth Finkel, what that means. Well, you know, all of us, or many of us, majority of us, I think, end up taking care of somebody at some point in their lives, or somebody's going to take care of you when you get older. Yeah. And so I can what, only hope. <laughs> so, well, I'm almost ready now, Beth. <laughs> so, you know, we really need to make sure that those family caregivers are shored up and that they're there to take care of their loved ones. The average family caregiver pays out almost $7,000 out of their own pocket every single year to keep a loved one at home because, again, they're a loved one. But also most people want to live in their own homes as they age in the neighborhoods and communities that they built up. And uh, that takes a lot of help. And if they don't get that help from their family caregiver, they're going to end up in a nursing home. And then... Most beds in New York City for in New York City and New York State are paid by Medicaid, and then we all pay. So it's much better off to help those family caregivers keep somebody at home than to have to end up having Medicaid pay one hundred and fifty thousand or so a bed. That, that runs up a lot of Medicaid. Dollars. A lot of med- plus, like you said, I mean, I I don't know anybody who wouldn't rather be at home. I I just don't and. Uh, you know, some of the places are nice. Thank God we found uh, my Nana, for example, my wife's grandmother, who's basically my mother-in-law, God rest her soul. Um, she's gone now seven years, and we both miss her desperately. We found some very nice places in Boca Raton, Florida, but she was always pissed, you know. <laughs> I, I'd be the one to pick her up and drop her off, and she was never happy. It didn't matter how nice her dining room was or how nice her friends were. People just want to be home. And, you know, you're never really guaranteed about the care either. Again, she was never, thank God, abused and went to nice places in, in Boca Raton. But I've heard horror stories about how some elderly are treated in these places. So um, uh, you're appealing to my senses when you talk about that. Tell me, uh, on the way out here, again, we're on our way to St. John's Church this morning after the show to hand out the turkeys, as we do every year. Thanks once again. To John and Margo, the food insecurity in New York State. That's a real problem. Above and beyond food stamps, that's a real problem, yes? Absolutely. One out of ten New Yorkers uh, struggles to be able to put food on the table. And that uh, what's surprising to me is within the 50 to 59-year-old range, which, uh, again, as you said, thank God it's not you, but um, over uh, 200,000 people 50 to 59 are struggling now to put food on the table. So that's not the way we want people to be spending a Thanksgiving. So what you're no. doing here, uh, the radio station and, and all your folks here giving out those turkeys, I mean, that really makes a huge difference in people's lives. But there's more help out there, and they need to seek it out. You know, Beth, on the way out, I'm not going to share the name of the person that just texted me because I'll be mad they asked me not to. And uh, sometimes I don't listen. <laughs> that's part of my problem. But uh, I did have a family member, remain nameless, who inquired about SNAP. And they had a tremendous amount of difficulty getting to them and eventually went into a dead end and never got the assistance that they were looking for. So I need you to be honest with me because you're promoting that program. Be very honest with me. Is it difficult to get it done? Are there people there every day making sure it gets done? What would be the issue with this particular person? 
Well, I think it's not this particular person. I think uh, it's well known in New York City that there's a huge backlog of SNAP applications, so it absolutely is a problem. However, uh, the mayor is on it. We we recently met with uh, HR, head of HR. HRA, and they're correcting it. And so people should not be hanging back and not applying for SNAP because they're getting rid of that backlog. Uh, and it, again, <laughs> people need help putting food on the table yeah. or they're making decisions between putting food on the table and buying their medicines or other things. I mean, that should not be in this day and age. My wife, uh, Danielle, you'd love her, Beth, beautiful attorney. She goes to me, uh, you know, she goes in, in Singapore the government subsidizes family caregivers and incentivizes them to live with each other. They pay for all of it. And of course, they're very small compared to the United States. But um, it is a proven fact, according to Danielle, statistically, that people who live with their family members live longer. Well, it's one of the reasons why we are trying to get the governor to do a oh. tax credit for caregivers. Uh, and uh, while we're on the subject, you yeah. mentioned about nursing homes. We've also been advocating that we want more oversight of nursing homes in New York State. Uh, and we want more money to go to long-term care ombudsmen who are people who go in and, and, and look at institutions and see what the problems are. How long have you been trying to get that done? I'm just curious. Because I know it dates back to Andrew Cuomo. He probably didn't help you either, did he? Well, well, we did. We asked for fifteen million dollars in the budget to beef up that program. I think we got two point five million. Oh my God! Um, and we're hoping in the coming budget that we're going to get more money into it because we really have to all be concerned about the quality of care in nursing homes. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. If Lee Zeldin would have won, you would have gotten $20 million. I'm just saying. I know you don't want to talk about politics here, but I know who you are. <laughs> you would have gotten $20 million. Uh, Anyway, what you do every day is God's work. I mean that. You're a lovely lady. I mean, honestly, I'm so happy I got a chance to meet you. And uh, keep doing what you're doing because people really do need your help. And especially now. Uh, this for me, Beth, this is my favorite holiday. I love Thanksgiving. And not, you know, I'm not with a bunch of family members every year. My dad passed away a couple of years ago. And, you know, usually lately it's just been the three of us, me, my wife, and my son. But I just love the, the symbolism of Thanksgiving. And, of course, that whole holiday period here in New York that leads right through Hanukkah and, uh, and Christmas. So, it's a wonderful time of year, and this is a time of year when we need to help others, right? This Absolutely. is it. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Thanksgiving's always been my favorite holiday, too. But yeah. I have to tell you, I lost two different grandparents, two different years on Thanksgiving Day. So it's Oh, a my little, God. It's I'm a sorry. Little, no, is that right? Just, on it, the exact day? Two of them. My mother's father and my father's mother, 10 years apart. Uh, on Thanksgiving oh Day. Oh, my God. I know, that's crazy, and yet I still love the holiday. My son was born the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, in nice. fact, he will celebrate his 15th birthday next week, the day after Thanksgiving. Wow. On November 24th, one more, Susan Brown Otto, a uh, politician up in Bethel, where my mom lives, upstate New York, by Monticello and White mm-hmm. Lake. She says, uh, ask 
Beth, about CDPAP. CDPAP. You familiar with that? I'm not. I have no idea. I I don't want to. Could you? I think I know what it is, but I don't want to misspeak. Okay. okay. Uh, is she talking about family caregivers getting support? I, that... I believe she is. Yeah. CDPAP. I believe that's what that is. Yes. Uh, again, I'm not sure if, if I'm talking about the right piece there, but uh, basically in New York State, the Medicaid dollars are being used to let family caregivers. So if your daughter or your granddaughter or your son wanted to be paid to be your caregiver, yeah, uh, there was funding for that. They are changing the uh, regulations around it. And so uh, I think that probably is her concern. Well, I got good news for you, Beth. You ready for this? This is going to make your whole day. As if being on the show with me isn't enough, right? That's already usually a nice smile. My wife just joined AARP for the moment. Oh, thank you. All right. You You did such a great job. (laughs) You did such a great job that we both just joined. And uh, everybody should. This is uh, Beth Finkel, the state director for AARP here in New York. You are wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid. Stay well. So, Shelly, for me. I will. All right.